Hey, Dave here. Just a quick note before the show starts. We intended this to be a live time rewatch with you. At the beginning of the episode, you'll note we ask you to start the episode at one minute in. Um, we ended up with a few dead spots and a little bit of internet trouble, so during editing I noticed this won't be uh, a minute-by-minute rewatch. I mean, feel free to start watching the show with us, but we'll get to the end before you do. So just think of this more as bonus content with Luke and I watching the episode and talking about it. It might be a little awkward if you try to do the rewatch with us. Thanks, sorry. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. If Karga said you were coming, we have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. When I was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the Empire. Hey, welcome back to our Mandalorian Rewatch bonus episodes on Forest Moon Radio. As always, you've got me, your favorite fat nerd, Dave Roy. And with me tonight, from just down the road here in London, it's the craziest Canuck and X-Wing, Luke. Lou the Lunatic! Wilkie. That's me. I got, a, I got a dad bod shove going on, so you're not alone. <laughs> no, there's lots of us up here, especially with COVID making us all fat and plump. It's perfect. Just go down to Metro, get your... Your uh, hot dinner already for you. Got some craft dinner, some mac and cheese. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Hey, before we get started, yeah. I got another joke for you. Oh, perfect. Okay, so I bought some shoes off a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. Oh, I'm. I'll let you get away with that one. <laughs> oh, it's the bonus episodes are more adult, folks. Don't let your kids listen to this one. <laughs> no, I mark these ones as explicit when I put them on perfect perfect put them up and what we're here for tonight is the mandalorian chapter two i can't wait season two is actually coming up in like less than a month now i'm super excited yeah. i wonder if we'll get through all these episodes before then and upload them well, up we'll, see. we'll try probably we'll try. not but we'll try we're having a hard enough time getting everybody together for a regular episode but <laughs> this one is this one's a really good one directed by rick famuyiwa he's uh, also <laughs> I'll I'll do the mispronouncing. I hope I said that right. Anyways, he he's, hasn't directed a ton of stuff, mostly dramatic features. Uh, Dope in 2015 and a television show he created called The Chi in 2018. I haven't seen those, but he's I actually pretty he good. He's, to, he was supposed to direct the new Flash movie, but backed out of it. Oh, interesting. I've been in uh, production hell. Yeah, a long time now. There's another episode written by John Favreau. The music, again, is Ludwig Göransson. If you have Spotify at home, you can listen to each... Each soundtrack is separated as as episodes. Like, Chapter 1 has its own soundtrack. They all have the Mandalorian theme, but they 
they all have interesting different tunes. I liked it a lot. And awesome. uh, the cinematography is uh, Baz Idion, and he was the director of photography on Rogue One. I just wanted people to know who's all involved. And yeah, if some of these names come up more and more, that's cool. I know definitely uh, Rick, the director, he directed another episode. And we'll get to that eventually. We'll stick to this episode tonight. Yeah, and in episode one, we were already introduced to Queel, right? And yep. those guys. Yeah, I was just catching yep. up earlier because I haven't seen these since they came out. So oh, really? No, so I was watching a few earlier today, just trying to catch myself up so that I'm not... It doesn't feel like I'm watching this for the first time. <laughs> yeah. So well, I've, I've seen these a couple times each already. So for everybody listening, we're watching it on Disney+. Plus, uh, probably... Probably the only way you can watch it, unless you've downloaded it or something. Either way, we're going to start. We're going to. Well, that, that fits the Star Wars galaxy. Anyways, we're going to start at the Lucasfilm logo. It's about a minute in. No, it's exactly a minute in. Sorry, not about. I'm not going to be. I definitely mean a minute in. So I'll count us down from three and everybody press play at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Got it. Cool. Lucasfilm is fading away. And this is the uh, last oh, episode. You said that you didn't like this look or this uh, Star Wars startup that much. I don't love it. it, it it's, uh, I mean, it's fine. I, it's not anything to really complain about. It just seems a little video gamey or childish to me. I love these little lizards. Yeah, the effects in this are great. Uh, all, all, a lot of this is obviously CGI, but some of it is done in the in the volume. This is going to be a great scene right here, opening up on a fight. I just love that uh, vaporizer he has. Yeah. You, do you know what it's actually called? Uh, a disintegrator? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I just know that it's another thing from the holiday special that they brought back. That's right. Making it canon. They got Life Day. In the first episode, you got the disintegrator gun in this episode. Or I guess it was in the last episode, too. And already, this, this still looks and feels, and he moves like, like a Western. He's very much the lone gunman, the man with no name, walking around. And also, this whole episode is, is so lone wolf and cub. Uh, if you've only seen it in, in North America, it's, it's also called Shogun Assassin. It was a Japanese manga and a, and a movie series. But they kind of condensed uh, a few of the fir the first two movies into one and called it Shogun Assassin here in North America, I believe in 1980. And this this imagery of the Mandalorian and the baby that's that's so from that. And he's and the lone wolf and cub they're always getting attacked and he, he their yeah, adventure it's been, is uh, it's been um, like redone and mimicked so many times by different media. It's just so iconic. Yeah, um, and. These characters that he's fighting now, are those supposed to be Transoceans? They are. Yeah, so they kind of redesigned them a little bit. They, yeah, yeah, they're, they're a little smoother. Or it's a different, or it's a different like, race of Transoceans. That's also possible. And now we find out there's other people with these fobs, not just him. Uh-oh. This is a pretty cool fight scene. Everything looks so good. Uh, did you watch the gallery? It's the uh, kind of uh, making of and behind the scenes yeah, of I, the Mandalorian. I, think, I, think I'm missing, I haven't watched the last one or two episodes. 
Well, they. But yeah, I, I watched most of it. They explain uh, a lot of the filming of this is is in, in on on a new stage called the volume, which is it's like a two hundred and seventy degree dome of LED screens, and uh, everything is is like they're actually there. They're not filming this in front of a green screen. They're actually moving oh, in wow. this scenery. It's it's really spectacular to look at. Hmm, I think my internet is lagging here. This is a gorgeous shot of them again walking. And again, it's all in the volume. It looks, I mean, with CGI, everything looks pretty real right now, but but this looks particularly well done. And we get Jawas. Oh, wow. These guys are pilfering his ship, man. Oh, I'm going to no. get to see this gun in action finally. Oh, yeah. I just love him like putting a little telescope up to his helmet. It just... <laughs> I don't know if that would ever work in real life. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Oh! Who smoked him? That's crazy. And this is when you know it's uh, not exactly a kid's show, folks. <laughs> He's uh he's not messing around when it comes to a ship. I love the the old school look of it. He's you know loading one shot at a time, and you can tell he it looks like he has like unlimited laser fire, but the disintegrator. Yeah, those are shells. He's only he's only there. has a certain amount of amount of those. Eh? I love seeing these Jawas again. I loved them as a kid. Yeah. This this rolling sand crawler. So I mentioned earlier in the episode this this whole I mean the whole rest of the series is very obviously influenced by Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, this scene coming up here, he's kind of chasing. This is very western as well. You could see this as the the train heist, or I, I thought it was a lot uh, very similar to. There's a scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where Indy's kind of fighting and and chasing a tank. He's getting brushed up against the rocks and stuff in the kind of trench or valley where they're at this is very similar to that although it's i don't know it's more 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 like the western train robbery because he's getting stuff thrown at him this is <laughs> this is awesome stuff yeah and star wars i mean i when i say that the i i can see homages or influences from other stuff it's i i mean it in no derogatory way i in my life, you know, like you love things as a kid, and you 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 use them when you get older. Right? I mean, Tarantino's famous for that. Yeah, it's not doesn't mean that you're played. No, no, no. It just means that you're. Tired. Yeah, and it, actually, if if anyone is curious about checking out some of these influences, I recommend uh, a fistful of dollars from 1964, and Shogun Assassin from 1980 that I mentioned, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade from 1989. That's a really good one. And I do find it really cool as a film buff to see all these influences from uh, filmmakers and writers come out in their work later on. You know, man, if you, if you really want to see how much how mm -hmm. much George George Lucas actually uh, wears his influences on his sleeves, just go to YouTube uh, because he's also involved in the Indiana Jones trilogy. Check out a movie called Secret of the Incas from 1954, or the 1930s Flash Gordon serials, or the Seven Samurai from 1954. If you, those, those will totally inform uh, George Lucas's loves as a kid. You'll 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 see it right away. And he's down. 
a lot. Some people like were disappointed in this episode because it was so short, and it was the second episode, and they were waiting a whole week to watch it. But I think it's really necessary to continue the story to show their relationship. Oh, I love it. I have a bit of a theory and, that uh, it's, it's an action-packed episode, and I I think it's really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Oh, I, I think I love how how they're brave enough to actually do short episodes. I have no problem with that. I actually love how Disney's gone back to the once a week episode. I'm not a huge fan of binging stuff. I I don't have a lot of time to do that. And then by the time I get halfway through a season, someone's ruined the ending for me. Yeah, it's like right now I'm watching The Boys season oh, yeah. two. And I got two episodes in, I believe. Or one, maybe it's just one episode in. But yeah, just one episode in. But those episodes are so low. Oh, are they? And I can't watch it with my baby around because it's so violent and loud and just outright nasty. I haven't checked it out yet, but my brother-in-law really likes it. I love shows like this where I can just sit down and watch it with my kid around. And you can sit down and watch it again. Like, it's... They're so short and enjoyable. You don't need to be an hour or over an hour long to consider yourself. A yeah. Show. I found, I, I like, I liked a lot of the Netflix Marvel shows, but I found them a little long, like too many episodes. I think eight episodes for this is great. Uh, and the shortness of them, but yeah, the Netflix ones, maybe, you know, you didn't, you don't need to push it to 60 or 65 minutes with no commercials. And what were they doing? 13 yeah. episodes. I, I always think, Oh, I can go back and watch daredevil or Jessica Jones. And then I get a few episodes in and I'm like, this is taking forever. Yeah. I do love how this is also not so that those are more serialized television. A lot of television now is serialized. I, I prefer the episodic form. Like uh, Star Trek: Next Generation is still one of my favorite shows. You know, you can you can sit down and watch any episode in any order. It's totally cool. I mean, this one does have an arc and a story that's going forward, but but they're still nice little movies. Actually, the the next episode. I don't want to get too far ahead, but. I just love the third episode of this series. Or chapter, sorry, chapter three. Real here, he's so good. Oh, yeah. And I, I was reading here, all of the uh, the puppet work is by someone named Misty Roses. Oh, yeah. Is she the actress that's actually wearing the... the like, is that actually her? She's, yeah. the, performance, she's the performance artist. Cool. Um so I'm assuming, yeah, she's the one wearing the makeup and the outfit. Yeah, I love I love this character. He's so much fun. He's got a, a real workman's attitude. <laughs> they steal, they don't destroy. His armor is so messed up right now, too. I, okay. <laughs> it's about to get more messed yeah. up. Laugh. So good. Uh, I wonder what will happen. I keep, you know, I read stuff online about the second season coming and how it's going to get bigger and more characters. I hope they're still able to do small stories each episode, though. There's definitely a, a so Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. I'm not sure if there was rumors about Captain Well, Rex. I saw, on, I was, you know, fooling around on IMDb today for this episode. And I did notice that Timura Morrison is in the IMDb. He's the guy that played Django Fett. 
Yeah, well, they have that's what they, they have Boba Fett next to him, actually, not Captain Rex. So I, I don't know. It would have been fun to see Daniel Logan come in. He played Boba Fett. Yeah, was it you that said two. you met him at Comic Con? How old? Yeah. Are... I ended up getting my crew and pilot cool. swing card signed how, by him. How, how old is he? How, like, what do you. Do? Like, he was kind of young. I know that those movies are just uh, 20 years ago now, eh? I believe. Uh, I know he's older than yeah, me. I so think he mid 30s. Play, yeah, he could play that. I mean, they could use Tamura's face because it's more canonical with yeah. Django. Well, I mean, he's a clone of so whatever. <laughs> I mean, they don't even need to buy the costume because uh, Daniel has the costume already. <laughs> I love how they're still willing to negotiate with him. He, he's like disintegrated tons of their brothers. He's standing there with the rifle. That's oh, yeah, okay. We'll we'll talk about it. They, I, I'm kind of watching this with the. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's not having any of this. <laughs> And the fire, oh my goodness. Yeah, I think they understood that. <laughs> this is so cool. That, yeah. And they just went over the hill. And I, lo- I love those little details like that. Here. Like, why would they build their ship to be any bigger, right? I've read, I, I don't I, I don't know if it's, it's probably from Legends, not canon anymore, but these sand crawlers are also able to travel through space. They can be, uh, they're basically like a, like a little Jawa city with everything they need in it. And that's why they're not just on Tatooine. Oh, okay. So, uh, so this is No, Tatooine, I forget what planet then. this is. It, well, he's still on the same planet where he found, where he found Baby Yoda or the child or whatever. I'm calling him Baby Yoda until they give me a different name. Yeah. I was just confused because I wasn't sure if it was just that set of Jawas that made that land crawler, or no. I think it's the all that Jawas have. And then, oh man, if okay, <laughs> this is if man, this is a space butthole, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a space butthole. Right there. Oh, baby Yoda's so cute. I want one at home. How do I get one? I don't want my cat to be jealous though. So uh, we even mentioned it. He's looking. He's, he uh, wants his parts back. We were just talking over it there, letting this episode slip away. Mando needs his parts back. He's got to finish his work. They've basically. It was like he parked in Detroit and they jacked his ride. But he's going into this cave. He's looking for something called the egg. We don't really know anything about it. But I, I love the music and the and the way this is filmed. He's getting all his, you know, he's equipping himself. Making sure everything's tight. I'd be using the rifle, not just the hand blaster. And this is pretty close to... Uh, about as close as we're going to get to a horror movie in this episode. Look Here out! It's the horniest rhinoceros ever! Boom. Oh my god! This is great creature design. What do they call this? The mud okay. horn? This is awesome. I love how... Uh, there you see how this the is connected horn, to... Yeah. Uh, Baby Yoda's connected to his wrist. He pulls him out of the way just in time. That's awesome. This all looks so good and muddy. I love it. 
where you kind of understand how his little yeah that whole suit wrist is, controller is full of gadgets. Works. He's like Batman in there. It's awesome. He's better than Batman. Ooh, I love the flamethrower. So he can set it to like Yoda to auto follow him, or oh, <laughs> yeah, his armor is toast. This is this was dumb. <laughs> I'm just gonna let him drag me around here. So. This is, uh, for Luke, basically the second time he's watching these episodes. I've watched them, I think, three or four times now. Oh, so at this point, I'm not quite sure. Oh, here, let's watch. This is amazing. Ready for Ready for an honorable A little vibro-braid. What does he think is going to happen? So, force powers. Crazy. I like how it actually, the effort of doing this really tires the baby out. It's awesome. I like yeah. how they have a little surprise in every episode. Don't worry about what's happening. Just stab it. Although I still find it hard to believe that that little knife could even get through this thing's skin to hurt it. But whatever. And it, yeah. It was that train of thought that I had lost a second ago uh, when I was first watching this. At this point in the series, you still don't know, like, I'm seeing the Mandalorian as a Boba Fett character, right? So I, you still, he might not be a good guy. Like, once he gets this baby to wherever it's going, you know, he might just finish the job. Like, uh, it's funny doing the rewatch now. We know how it ends and that the Mando is is the hero of the show, but... The first time, I, I thought, man, I was still really worried for this baby. I did not want anything to happen to it. And I couldn't trust him yet. It's like real number <laughs> one of Hollywood. You don't kill the dog. You just... If you got Baby Yoda, you don't do anything to Baby Yoda. That would have just not been good. You can't just introduce something like that and not have it continue to be in the show. Yeah, it is. It is someone actually. My I think it was my wife or my sister in law that mentioned it. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be too surprised that there's a cute baby in a Disney product or a cute creature. Now this egg looks like a a hairy nut. <laughs> I don't know, man. And these Jawas are tired of waiting. Yeah. It's funny. I'm watching it with the subtitles because I'm not, I don't have the the volume on, but. They don't subtitle the Jawas. You still never know what they're really saying. Oh, here he is at the last second. Come on, you knew it was going to happen. Wait, wait. I do I really too. It's like a, this, well, we have, uh, it, yeah. Like... Basically, it looks like a big hairy Cadbury cream egg. <laughs> oh yeah, I love the cream egg. I like that. At least here in Canada, you can get them all wow, year now. You to, I remember it's when you were young, that. you had to actually wait for April to get a Cadbury's cream egg. Hey, did you know that in the States, did you know that in the States, Kinder Eggs are illegal? Oh, you did? Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you suckers. I'm sorry that if anyone's family was hurt by a Kinder Egg. <laughs> they weren't. That's fake news. I keep looking online for information about the Razor Crest. You know how Wikipedia has tons of information on everything. Well, they, they, still no no info on the Razor Crest yet. And as X-wing players, 
Well, if you pay attention to episode one, it sounds like oh, it's no, wait, a model no, it is, of it shit. Is. It's definitely uh, like it's the... the uh, it's definitely not the name of the ship. It's just right, the name right. of... So there the will eventually be information on it. And it, and the... Uh, what, what, I, like I forget. His first uh, catch there, the blue guy, he mentions it's pre-Empire or maybe Clone Wars era. So it's an older ship. Yeah. So it's pretty much like a Millennium yeah. Falcon case where that's hunk of junk. Although it, it really... But, of course, Star Wars fans watching this and show... And I do, actually. It sort, of, sort of has a bit of a cockpit like the LAAT, but it's obviously not a dropship. It really mm-hmm. reminds me of the... of the uh, I forget no. what it's called. The the ship in Spaceballs, that, that lone... what What's the Han Solo character in that movie? I can't remember. You've never seen Spaceballs? Oh, put that I on your list. That's a good one. I love her command. Yeah, he's excellent in that. He's ex- he's almost excellent in everything. I don't love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but they're remaking that too, apparently. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, not Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, they're making everything. But according to X-Wing, I, I think that this ship is going to be super popular. I, I, I'm imagining... The Razor Crest and this Boba Fett just well, I, you know, everywhere. I mean, I can't get enough of Fen and Boba Fett right now, and that's just because they're Mandalorians. I don't know what the like. It doesn't really. I don't. I don't know I what kind of ship it would be. be in, like another medium base or large base. I think it'll be a medium base, and it'll be like mm-hmm. the Houndstooth, where you can just put everything you want on it. Man, that's a good just, ship. Just sink all of your points into it. So this is a pretty quick episode. We're quite near the end already. Yeah, there wasn't much to it. It was just, uh, we know Quill's going to be in the series a bit longer. Yeah, we got some force powers, although he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, this isn't, it doesn't show a lot of characters. It's just uh, continuing uh, Baby Yoda and Mando's story. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Those blurgs. I love them. <laughs> yeah, he uses his wrist to move the baby Yoda to the side again. And we're all worried. Is he going to wake up? Oh, my internet's being a little slow. Did you get to the part where he opens his eyes yet? No, I know. No, I, I don't think I'll ever get tired of this The end music. credits are spectacular. I love the artwork and the music. This is actually one of my favorite uh, television shows on now. I, I must admit, I don't watch a ton of TV right now, unless it's animated or from Disney Plus. To be honest, I'm uh, anxiously waiting. What is it? Vision, w- WandaVision. Can't wait for that. Yeah, that trailer looks super weird and good. And uh, in case anybody doesn't know, there's a ton of stuff. I know COVID is kind of holding everything up, but Disney has a ton of Star Wars stuff planned for Disney Plus. There's going to be a sequel to the Clone Wars animated series that's going to center on the Bad Batch. There, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series apparently starts... Yeah, it'll be good. And, and Obi-Wan apparently starts filming in March. Ewan McGregor was saying in an interview recently. That's going to be awesome. Actually, the uh, unless things have changed, the director of the next episode, Deborah Chow... Yo, proud Canadian. Awesome. She directed a couple episodes of Murdoch Mysteries up here. Uh, anyways, she's supposed to be handling Murdoch. 
I love that. Show yeah, me so too. Much. That's funny. I've never. Mostly, I bring it up and people are like, mm. "What?" <laughs> My oh, wife. Yeah. I, I mean, I like every. I'm a kind of a retro like freak. I love anything that's especially set in the 1900s, early 1900s, or any any of the. Wait, is that right? Yeah, the, yeah, the early part. As soon as I mention my wife's name, she like opens my door and checks. To What's see going on is the end of an episode. But yeah, any any of our American listeners, Murdoch Mysteries is a fantastic show. I I'm not sure if not. it's on your Netflix <laughs> down there. I know, and I think uh, we have 13, 13 seasons on our Netflix right now, and it is a fantastic. Uh, Crime show set in the right here in Toronto, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, a couple hours north of here. You know they've got a whole team of people scouring Ontario for locations that still look like they would pass for nineteen o two. You know, very interesting. Yeah, I'm well into the credits now. But yeah, I, I still yeah three, three in the last that. one. I had it's, it's a toss up for me, but I really really like the one we're going to get to next. So definitely come and join us again. We'll uh, be releasing that one probably a little quicker than episode two came out. And we'll see if we can get some of the other Ewoks on. Because that is an action-packed, that, that is a spectacular episode. So well-written. Um, there's lots going on. You're going to get to see more Mandalorians. And more, more, there'll be more Carl characters. Weathers. More Wolfgang, or uh, sorry, more Ludwig Gorenson's awesome music. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. All right, well. Yeah, it's, it's nice that we're able to yeah. do this. That, uh, I'm having fun. You're having fun. Let's hope. I hope that you listeners are having fun. It's just fun little extra things. Nothing really to do with X-Wing. Just, yeah. uh, just fun things. So I guess that's Star Wars. about it. We'll uh, let you guys get back to whatever you're doing. Luke, you have a good evening. Sorry about any technical difficulties. Yeah. I, I pro- actually, I, I think I will be able to do that. Post. <laughs> It'll be seamless. Don't worry. All right. Perfect. <laughs>